switch. We're gonna switch over now uh, to talk to to, to talk to LAFC. Um, let me just put this up just so everybody can can look over. I know if you're a Galaxy fan, you probably don't want to look at that logo, but I just want to <laughs> I just want to pull it up. So you know, now we're now we're gonna transition uh, to talk uh, LAFC, and we got Back in Black uh, joining us here uh, to talk LAFC. Um, you know, Alex, you can definitely chime in if you want. If you want to chime okay, in, okay, I'll just stay for a little bit. Uh, you, you can stay I'll just stay for bit. a little bit. You know, you know, you know, you know, you can definitely stay. Uh, Celso, how you doing? How's everything? Oh man, I mean, life's good. You know, can't complain. The team so far, yeah, it's another story. So I'm sure we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you guys were. Uh, you guys did the spaces today. How did that go? How how how's the mood in the spaces? Yeah, it was unique. Um, I think a lot of people noticed or pointed out the fact that this hasn't happened to our team yet you know we've been uh since the expansion happened we really didn't have an, a down year and uh we, we actually are taking it pretty hard as a as a fan base um you know that comes off a, a tough tough trip to atlanta you know you don't expect to go in there and dominate so there's there's something there but you know when you look at the the schedule, what's coming, and and the last five games, particularly, you know, it's it's not a good place to be, and and I'm I'm extremely worried. I'm I'm not hopeless. Uh, I mean, I think that's the difference between where I'm standing versus some of the the chatter that I saw today at the at our podcast. Yeah, yeah. no, appreciate you. Uh, well, let's let's start things going. I mean, um, we'll start this with this. Obviously, LAFC they, they ended up losing um, to Atlanta. Um, it was a tough game, but we also had Mamadou's fall. Uh, he scored. I was trying to pull up the video, but I couldn't find it. But he scored, but he looked to be just right offside. Um, but I, I think I, you you tweeted something, didn't you? Uh, about yeah, the, I, about I manipulated that. the image a little bit, and it seems like he was clearly offside. As a part of the team, I, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. But, uh, Andy, I'll go to you. Let, let's talk about that um, because I think I have it right here. Oh, here, let me just pull this up. But let, let's talk about that, Mamudu. I don't have the video, but I have uh, Back in Black's tweet that that I can pull up here. Um, how do you how do you feel? Uh, obviously, it looked like it was a great play. Uh, Eduardo Twista placed it perfectly, but you know, um, Mamudu fall was just off by by a hand. I think the uh, the one thing I'll say is well, I don't know how many years we're in or whatever, but I don't think anybody understands how VAR works at any level at this point. I think it's still a guessing game <laughs> every game, every league. Uh, Bob Bradley said it best. I mean, if you go by the rule book, VAR, I mean, it technically should not be calling that goal off, but maybe they have another angle that they're looking at that that um, that we don't know about. Uh, but, yeah, I think that the one promising thing about that play was, obviously, Atuesta's delivery was amazing, but that's something that was, you know, that's off the training ground. And we haven't seen LAFC have uh, many set-piece moments that, that look that well. And I think they were probably smart enough to know that, hey, maybe fall will get a little bit of space they won't be too worried about him maybe because they don't know him that well defensively um but yeah i think that it was it was a good play and if that goal would have stood uh the conversations may have been a lot more later this week than than perhaps they are but um you know it's part of the game inches like like you said it's all a game of inches yeah what what uh back in black what made you pull up the, the this picture 
make it black and zoom in and you did you just have to make sure that he was 100 percent outside or first of all how fast he got to a decision and um when i when i first saw it i thought he was off um and i wanted to know how fast he got to a decision and i realized that the shadows gave it away right away because mamadou's fall is the one closest to the 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 white line so that essentially even if you don't look at him you just look at the image uh, the shadows his shadow is clearly ahead of the other person. And that's essentially what I think they, they saw and, and called it right away. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I started manipulating images and I literally got the picture. I'm like, I, <laughs> someone posted, you know what it was? Someone posted that photo saying that it was a go. And I'm like, I don't think it was. And that's when I started playing around with it. You me, know what? Let they me, had one too. You can't live off these things. I'll just let you, let you know this. You can't live off these Oh, you know, it, it almost was a goal. You know, maybe we'd have scored. They had a, a play at the end of the game that could have easily been a goal, and, and it was called back. So at the end of the day, the, the, the game was extremely close. They had chances. They scored once again in one of our errors. And when we had our chances, we didn't. We had chances, and we didn't. No, yeah, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Uh, Alex, as a Galaxy uh, supporter, obviously, how, how good does this make you feel? Uh, them seeing struggle, or, or you don't think that way, or are you just not going to say? I that? mean, uh, to be honest, I'm not really too <laughs> to surprised because, be like, you're you know, not every too surprised. Team, okay, well, I'm not too surprised because every team goes through like a slump, right? There's always a season, right? The Galaxy have had, you know, throughout the history, they've had times where they've slumped and not performed up to par. We recently saw that for the last four years, so you know, every team's going to go through that. Not surprised. The LAFC core that they've had for since you know they became an expansion team. Kind of dwindling down a little bit, right? You saw Mark Anthony K get traded, and then two, you know, Vela's in a contract year, and then Rossi and Atuesta have uh, ambitions to go to Europe. Bob Bradley as well on a contract year. So I'm not surprised that there's a little bit of, um, I, I guess, a, a discomfort in a really rough patch this year, just because usually when you know there's rumors chirping around about Everton, Tottenham wanting you, and same thing with another player. You know, you don't know if you're a star player. You're basically because Vela is undoubtedly LAFC's best ever player. You know, if he, is he going to stay again? And then your coach as well. You don't know if he's going to stay again because they've gotten really close over the last couple of years to, to real success, but they just mm-hmm. haven't been able to do it. So I feel like, you know, seeing them struggle and seeing them, you know, really go through inconsistent uh, patches throughout the season. I'm really not surprised because all those factors playing in are just a recipe for a rough inconsistent season. So you saw this from the get-go. All right, that's what I took about. It. <laughs> All right, let's let's talk. We got to talk about Joseph's goal. We got to talk about uh, Jesus Murillo and his boy uh, who played for him. Uh, who played for your 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 club team, your home club team, right? Uh, um, yes, yes. I'm just. I'll look, I'm just joking with the Andy and everybody there. Uh, I just tease him because he played for Andy's club team back home. But look, uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the image, and I got a good angle um, from Atlanta. And, and give me your thoughts on this. Play. Obviously, we don't we don't need a single or whatever. But when you see how poorly Jesus Murillo played it, and I mean this angle just hits it how perfectly how, how poor he played it. What what were your thoughts when you saw this play? 
I mean, listen, I think that the first half showed that that was an easy way to get past the defense. And I think they even mentioned on the broadcast, like a ball over the top is probably going to beat the defense the way that they were set up. Um, inexcusable. I mean, there are mistakes that happen and at the at the danger of sounding like Bob Bradley. You know, you can't have that happen in those moments. Like, you know the, the position that the team is in. You're playing alongside a kid who's getting his first start. You're supposed to be, you know, a leader at this rate because you're an all-star. Uh, obviously, Segura's out with the ACL. Your, your back line is, is, is makeshift. I mean, and knowing the quality of attackers that Atlanta has on the ball, it's just a play that you can't make. And, you know, any other move there probably cuts that opportunity down and, and we're having a whole different conversation. So it's just a bad look uh, for Jesus David Murillo. Uh, great for, for Joseph Martinez getting back uh, behind, you know, behind the ball and scoring after all the things that happened in Atlanta uh, with the old coach and him just not being able to play. But for LAFC, it's, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a mental game. And I think that those moments start to add up. You know, you had... You you could blame Mark Anthony K for a lot of things. You could blame Murillo for certain things. You could blame a lot of you could pay, place blame on a lot of people for a lot of things, uh, mishaps in LAFC season so far. But in that moment, coming out of the break, um, I guess surviving and having a scoreless game in, in in an environment like that, it's just something that can't happen. And and, and I think that um, that was it, man. That was the, I feel like that game was the moment that finally struck Bob Bradley and was like, yeah, this is not good. I think. After a lot of the games, you know, he still kind of kept his his persona to the media and when he talks to us and answers our question. But I think this was the game that he was like, it's I, I don't know, man. Like I said, it, I've said it many times on the show. Everything that he's trying is just not working. He seems like he's out of ideas. And uh, unfortunately, if they get if they get out of Atlanta with a, with a point or, you know, obviously with the win would have been incredible. But even with the point, I think that would have felt great for the team moving forward. But to lose in that fashion is, is obviously not going to help at all. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, and I agree with what you said about Bob Bradley. Listening to the press conference, you know, uh, it was a different tone, some, a different side that we have not seen of Bob Bradley, uh, you know, just coming clean and 100, taking 100% ownership of what has happened, right, even even if the, if the players' mistakes. Uh, but back in black, let, let's go back through that play. What, what are your thoughts on that play and obviously seeing what, what happened there? Well, two things. Uh, looking up Murillo's stats, um, this is the third game he did not complete or play 90 minutes. Uh, that tells me something's wrong. Could be an injury there. He's not fully recovered, which tells me we might be extremely shorthanded in that position to the point that we just, you know, you you got to play a, a half-injured guy and, and risk aggravating his injury and it, – it, just because you know that if you don't, you're you, you're going to get smacked, and, and we saw that we saw that early on in some of the games. So, you know, I don't I, I can't blame Murillo for one play because when I again when I look at collectively what he's done, they they try to move away from him. You know, the number of touches was down; it has been down. It, they clearly are relying on him to do half of what he used to, and that's why you see three center backs quite often. So, sure, let's put the blame on Murillo for the one play he didn't dominate and didn't put it in, right, or, you know, didn't do the right decision and led to a mistake that led to a shot and goal that led to a goal. But, again, I think it's deeper than that. And, yeah, we were behind and we could have been up because of the other goal, but we cannot put this on the one play that resulted in one goal. It's a symptom of a bigger issue, and it showed up pretty clear that, A, we're missing some true center backs that can – Compose our defense when some of our guys go down. Look what happened. We had some cluster injuries in, in the defensive back, right? And then secondly, you know, 
Murillo, uh, we don't know what where we're playing. I mean, that, we can go into the formation, and we can go into the Bob Bradley overreacting at times and changing his starting lineup too too uh, casually, which leads to the team losing performance and often just completely looking disconnected, right? And what I saw in the first half was a completely disconnected team, and yet the goal happened in the beginning of the second half where he actually did some adjustments that changed the momentum, right? Mm -hmm. So what do I think about the goal? Not much. I thought it was an unlucky goal. Like, it's football, man. It happens, right? We could have scored first, but we were unlucky. And, again, they were lucky this time. But what is happening in the beginning of games that is leading to the starting 11 decisions? Why did you not start Cifuentes if he was available for the second half? Because as soon as you put him in that midfield, poof, all of a sudden we started – actually doing stuff right mm. those are the are decisions you, that i believe we're losing bob bob lost like he's in his head and he can't put the best 11 people to play so you feel this is more I, i'm with you i i agree i get what you're saying i just I'm, i think on that play specifically uh i think that's a movie on this the second time that i recall and you, you may it's receiving him. right i i, I tweeted but, like look, pro soccer it's about receiving i played pro v11 and i'm like whoa i can't do that 40 yards this ball coming and i gotta make sure well, well, but, like, but, but look, but look he, what, what i'm trying to say is like he shouldn't have got that with his knee if you're an elite center right. back and you're going to the all-star game that mm-hmm. was not elite that was uh mediocre he should have got that with his head or whatever with his head with his head you know and i think that's the second the first time i've seen it from murillo was el trafico and i and i don't know if i recall if there's another thing i don't mean to pick on the guy but look if they paid a million dollars to get you here from colombia and you know you got to play better you you i this game is a number on things but murillo missing that like that you just can't do that you can't do but that but is he hurt and that's my question was he yeah, hurt but look, look, playing look. because his stats don't they they're not the same as he's not the same with you that was playing in the beginning of the year and you can yeah. see that on his stats. It's not the same guy. That, so what totally, happened? That's totally you know? fair. That, look, that's totally fair. But that play specifically, it has to be better. It just it it has, has to be. Better. To be it has to be better. And that, look, this game's not on him necessarily. That's his mistake. Rossi uh, had a couple opportunities. Uh, Romero played great, but like me, just looking at that play uh, as a uh, as a, someone who got paid a lot of money to come here, or, or the transaction wise, it, it got to be better. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. They're, they're just and you're the you're the last line of defense and you're the, the veteran on the team, Mamadou Fall, right? Like I feel like he's had a better last three games than Murillo, um, but Murillo is the guy, you know what I'm saying? So I think it just, just keep, keep him accountable. But to your point, there was a lot of other things that affected. So maybe you're touching on leadership and, and some of the, the intangibles that Walker Zimmerman brought in. And no, like, again, if you look at the national MLS riders, all they say is we can't replace, we cannot replace Walker Zimmerman. We, we, we just can't do it. And, Every time you try, hey, let's bring in Murillo. Let's bring in this person. You know, it's Eddie Segura is the guy now. You know, no, but we cannot replace our sheriff in the back. And we mm-hmm. all thought Murillo was the guy, right? And now he's showing leadership issues. Right? He's again making mistakes. You mm-hmm. know, that's leadership. Leaders yeah. don't make mistakes in the in crucial times, right? And we've been talking about leadership. You know, who's the leader in the back? Who is it? It's not Vela. You mm-hmm. can take the captainship away from him, but there's no captain in the back, you know, and that's a vocal captain. It's not a twister either because he's not a, a, a native defensive midfielder. So you have a problem. We have a captainship problem in the defensive side of the field, right? Mm-hmm. It's big and it's exploding and nobody can bring that. You know, it, 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 maybe it was going to be Vermeer, right? Because no one is saying, hey, 
this is what I see. We got to make changes here. It's not happening. Yeah. Uh, let me, Alex, give, give me a point to uh, obviously um, what you see there uh, on LAFCs. Cause you have, I know you're, you're not a supporter of the team, but seeing, you know, some of the mental mistakes that they've had. Uh, what, what are your thoughts when you see that? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I can, you know, bring this back to the galaxy, you know, last couple of years, right. The center backs has definitely been an issue. And on this play specifically, you know, yeah, Murillo's at fault, but I don't think he's necessarily the scapegoat or someone you should blame for the loss really, because it, at the end of the day, it was really, you know, Rossi's finishing touch wasn't there. And that that's really what kind of, uh, is, is kind of frustrating a lot of LAFC fans from what I can see, right. Obviously last year winning the golden boot, you kind of have, those kind of expectations for this year as well. And you're not really seeing that. So I understand why there's a lot of frustration on that side. And in this game, right, he had a, he had a chance and just it went outside a goal. And I think most of the time, if you're talking about 2019, 2020 Rossi, he definitely would have put that in the back of the net. So I, I, I wouldn't necessarily blame this on the defense too much while they do need work because they, from what I've been reading, right, they've been shifting between formations, right? Three center backs, four center backs, even in this game, right? They switch formation mid game. So I think there needs to be consistency and assertiveness when it comes to how you want to play. Because if you're going to commit to a play style, you have to commit to it, really. Because if you're flip-flopping between things, players are are, are not going to – players are going to have different assignments. Players are going to have different things to do. And at the end of the day, you're just going to confuse them and I guess kind of wear them out mentally as well since you're kind of telling them to do one thing and then you know halfway through the game, you're telling them to do another thing or play this mm-hmm. way instead. I think that's a lot more mentally draining. And I feel like that might be something that – you know, Bob Bradley may have like not saying he's lost the locker room, but something that could eventually lead to him losing the locker room. Uh, you bring up a great point. Uh, Andy, we'll, we'll talk about Diego Rossi and then we'll talk about Bob Bradley. Uh, Diego Rossi is completely falling off from the type of player he was in 20 last year. Right. He was he was an offensive threat. He was scoring amazing goals, putting the goals back from that. To me, it, it is so surprising that a player of that caliber to go through this slump for so long. Um and, you know, obviously I asked Bob, but, you know, he pretty much wouldn't give us an, uh, too much about what's going on because that is the biggest question. Why Diego Rossi has fallen off this bad? Because this touching is not there. They're, Bob Bradley mentioned the, the confidence at the other game. Um, what are your thoughts of what's going on with Diego Rossi? Yeah, it's a great mystery, like you mentioned, man. Yeah, it's Bob. And I think that I don't think anybody saw this coming. Everybody's shocked by it coming off of, you know, winning the golden boot. And it's not just so much that, you know, he's not scoring. It's everything else. It's just the the way he's missing, the, some of the touches are off. Like, it's just things that we're, I guess, accustomed to seeing from him, they're just not there. And, you know, on, in his defense, they're not there for a lot of people at, at all. But I think I, I tweeted it during the game where towards the end of the game, like, if this was a year for him to boost his trade value, it's <laughs> – it's gone way down than what it was before the season started. And it's unfortunate because we know he's a good player, but I think it's just a, I guess it's a, a reflection of the team. I don't think that they're together at all. And if you're a player trying to work through it, you know, work, work through your own stuff, but the team itself is not at a place that you could be. I think Chicharito is a perfect example. Like the, him trying to work through his stuff last season clearly wasn't, wasn't happening because the team was not, you know, not up to par. This year, him, his mentality change and everything is a lot different. If Chicharito was struggling this year, it would be a lot easier for him to come back because the team is playing in it and playing good at football. Right now, LAFC is just not playing a good brand of football. And Bob could, you know, talk about possession and talk about, you know, trying to dictate the pace of games. But I think it's important to note when we talk about all these different formation changes, the reason why Bob started experimenting with a formation change is because people figured out the 4-3-3. 
And it's now shocking that we're going back to the 4-3-3 being their best option. And Greg Vanny mm-hmm. said something today in the press call that was very interesting to me. And I don't think it was a, a shot directly at LAFC, but he did mention there's just some teams that you know how they're going to play. And that's what happened at LAFC. People yeah. figured them out, and that's what made them change. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a mixture of all that. That's that's obviously harder for, for, for Rossi when players are more accustomed to what he's going to be doing. But at the end of the day, man, he's, he's one, like uh, back in black has mentioned, you're talking about one problem and, and a way bigger issue for the team the dynamic of confidence, the dynamic of production. And like I mentioned, now they're starting to feel that pressure where time is running out. You know, we kind of, we talked about all season, like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, there's problems, but they could fix it. Now it's, no, I don't know if they could fix it. Now it's, you need to get some points or there is no fixing. It's just going to be a missed season and then it's going to be a lot more of change, turnover, turmoil, or whatever you want to mention. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to play by one of the worst seasons any MLS team has gone through with the type of talent that they have, right? And you look at Diego Rossi, you bring Chicho. Um, he's, he looks really good. Uh, Carlos Vela, Eduardo Tuesta. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. But to me, back in black, Diego Rossi, you know, his struggles and everything you mentioned, it probably is a bigger issue than what he's doing, uh, what's going on with them. But uh, to me, I just can't get past it. Last year, the golden boot winner. I know you had injury. You came in the season with the injury. So it's like, like I try to think that he not – I don't know this to be true. Did he not take take the offseason seriously or, you know, did he not put as much effort in the offseason or prepare like he has before? Because that's the only way I can think about it uh, or, you know, he didn't – or. He's going. That's why I asked Bobby. Is, is he going through something outside, like outside the pitch? You know, what I'm saying that, you know, maybe something with the family member or something like that. You know, uh, obviously they're not going to tell us, but that, I think that would make help me and I think other fans understand because it clearly just doesn't make sense. Because and also you talk about the formation, right? Um, and I think you know the four three three or the the formation that they they the four three three. Um, I think Andy, you asked him about you know Chicho playing the number nine, but then he ends up out on the wing and it just doesn't make sense. Uh, yep. But but let's let, let's talk about uh, Diego Rossi uh, back in black. What I know you you look at stats. What what are some of the biggest stats you, you see uh, from Diego Rossi this year to, to post to last year when he when he was killing it? Yeah, it, and it was it was one of the the bigger points I brought in during our pod today, which is his his shot on target percentage is 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 bottoming to twenty five percent in the last six games where his career numbers are close to 50%. Okay. So he, if you just think about it, if he used to take two shots, one was good. And now he needs to take four shots for one to be good. That's, that's tremendous for a, for a, for a football player. You know, your efficiency just went down mm-hmm. half. Uh, and, and that tells me that the issue may not just be him because you don't go from being one of the best players for your entire career to all of a sudden forgetting how to shoot on goal. But it's what you guys said. We figured out the things that we got to do to stop LAFC. And one of them is you make sure that Rossi is completely out of the game. And I believe that every every week, that's what the coaching staff will do. And that's why you see Vela holding the ball more often. And that's why you've seen us try to explore the flanks with Moonwan and Edwards to try and find space because through the middle where Rossi used to be and find space for the one twos, the, the short touches, it's completely convoluted. You're not going to get through. So partially I believe is what you just mentioned. We, we will take him out of the game and LFC will become predictable and it's all about Vela FC and we have a pretty good chance. That's where I believe our office is struggling and Vela's numbers have regressed too, you know, but 
Rossi has just completely gone down. Why? I don't know if it's because of personal stuff. You know, we all have personal things. And, you know, one of the things that happen at times, like when you go to work, it, it might be good for you. So if, if there's one personal thing going on is that he may not want to be in L.A. anymore. He may just be over this conversation of transfers and his value and whatnot. And every time he goes on the pitch, he feels not very motivated about it. That, for me, is a very plausible explanation of what's going on in his personal life. Fair enough. Uh, Alex, let's get your quick thoughts on Diego Rossi and him uh, losing. Essentially, I don't want to say complete form, but it, it sure feels like it. Yeah, definitely, you know, a, a bit of a regression in this play compared to last year. I think uh, back in Black said it best, you know, I think his his mind mentally is somewhere else. Like last year, right, you had Chicharito making comments like, this is the end of my career, right? This is my retirement. And he kind of had the mentality going into last season. And don't be shocked that, you know, he had a down year, didn't play to the expectations that were put on him by the transfer fee and by the name that is Javier Hernandez. So... You know, seeing him change his mentality now for this upcoming year, and it's really paid off, right? You know, before he got injured, leading scorer of all of MLS. So I think it's definitely something mental because he has all the physical attributes to really dominate on the soccer field, whether it be wherever, in, whether it be here in MLS or abroad. I think he's, he's a really good physically gifted footballer. He's got good speed and just uh, really good technically as well. I just think mentally it, it's something there, whether it be bothering, I don't know if it may be family, whether it be, you know, all the speculation about his future and whether it be, you know, some, you know, something him not getting along with teammates or something like that. I, I think it's just a, a mental stage right now that he's in because we all know the talent that he has. He's shown it in MLS. So th- that's the only real thing that I can kind of point to to say this is why you've seen him dip in form in, like compared to last year. Better yeah. better not be teammates, man. He's got his own two Uruguayans. One doesn't even play. <laughs> they both paid a buttload of money. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, you just don't even go there with, with the teammate thing. I, and then I'm being serious about it because everything we've done was to make Rossi comfortable. And I believe bringing Rodriguez back and creating a cluster of Uruguayan players has a lot to do with his success. So, yeah. you know, I hope that's not the reason, but it's a good point. You know, maybe he doesn't get along with Vela and some of the other captains. Uh, we'll see, but Oscar on Facebook brings up a great point that leads uh, that will lead to the next point, which is Bob Bradley. He says, "It's tough for any team to recover from firing a coach midseason, but I think it's better to start now so the team can have an idea of how they can get better for next season." Vela is not hungry for the game. Maybe it can be motivation that the coach is supposed to provide. Um, obviously, this is referring to Bob Bradley. Uh, I know we started off talking about Bob Bradley. Um, Obviously, it falls on him, and and, he, and uh, obviously, this, I think this is the first time I've ever heard him talk the way he talked. That you know, it, it falls on him because it is. It, he has to be uh, solution minded. Bob has to find a way when things aren't rolling. Um, and I also think there's so much. There were so much expectations for LAFC um, this year to start the year that I felt like there were a lot of mental obstacles more than the than the obstacles on on the pitch because they had the talent. Um, so let's let's talk about Bob Bradley because I know you had mentioned that you know he may be out of ideas, Andy. But do you seeing how the team has performed and seeing how the com, the phrase the conversations after the press call, how optimistic are you about Bob Bradley coaching this team moving forward? Listen, coming into I guess let's say this past uh, few games, I was just not paying attention to any of the conversation about. You know, obviously fans get mad and the Bob out stuff starts to to pick up uh, steam, but. Just I wasn't I wasn't as convinced that there was much of an issue um, with Bob, but I feel like it's it's completely different now for that for the sake of 
like I said, him just simply running out of ideas. And I think everything that he's tried this season just has not worked for him. Of course, you factor in unlucky situations and injuries and things like that. But I think the perfect example is is what you mentioned, Gio, when I asked him about Chicho playing that nine role. It's, it's Bob has a system, and this is how LAFC has functioned. The system just may not be working, and that's the problem. When I asked him about Chicho playing the nine role, he said, yeah, that's what he goes in as. But because of the fluidity of their offensive mm-hmm. attack, he might be on the wing sometime because of how they play. And to me, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago on the show, that's not the way to get production out of a, a newcomer that you're signing that's a traditional striker. Already that's going to have to go through a learning process to the league to adapt to how the team plays. And now you're gonna you're asking him to do, you know, X, Y, Z that may not be in his, in his forte. Sure, if the team was in a better standing and had time to mess around that way, perfect, perfectly fine. You could do that. Your system is working. But the problem is, when I mentioned earlier, they don't have time. The system isn't working. And it just seems like everywhere he looks, there's not any positive outcomes of that. And I think that his uh, demeanor, his accountability, him actually saying that after this past game is was was shocking to me. And I think that was the first sign of him kind of this relationship may be over. And mm-hmm. I mentioned it already uh, in you know the past months or so. This game against the Galaxy is going to be very telling. If LAFC goes out and somehow finds a way to win that game or get a draw, sure, it's going to ease up things a lot. But if LAFC goes out and gets embarrassed by the Galaxy, which, probably you know, it's, it's not un- improbable, um, it's going to fast-track things a lot. And, and I think there's going to have to be real conversations to be had between Thorington, between Bob, if he wants to continue. I, I think that Bob obviously deserves the respect that he gets from LAFC, from the league. That's fair. It's, you know, we're, we're not going to argue that because of what he's done. But it's fine to say when things are not working, when, when it's time to move on. Um he won't be fired. I highly doubt that. Um, but it's 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 you know it's a conversation that now does have to be had because now we're not talking about them just not playing well. We're talking about them potentially missing the playoffs, and you know coaches have been fired and and teams have moved on for a lot less. So I think because of expectations, because of how good this team was coming into MLS, because of 2019, because of the talent, everything bubbles up, and you know you could point fingers like I said earlier at players for certain mistakes, but. At the end of the day, things will fall back on the coach. And Bob is the one that now is saying, I have to answer for this. I have to be the one to set the tone for these individual players, for Rossi, for Atuesta, for Vela, for the team. And if that doesn't happen within the next few games, then I think, you know, it's 100% fair to think that he will not be the head coach of this team next season. Yeah, and we should mention he's also on his contract here. The the Athletic reported that, and then the the broadcast also brought that up. Uh, Back in black, I know you're part of the voices of uh, some people are not – uh, they're very vocal about Bob Bradley. Um, some are in, some are Bob out. How, how are you feeling about Bob Bradley? Well, so I, I believe we, make, we we do need a change and, and it will come. Uh, it is his contract year. And if you study Bob Bradley's career, he's already outlived his average tenure for what he typically does for a team. It's about three to four years, three years, I believe uh, is the average. So he's already above that. And, what I what I take from that, what's interesting also, as I kind of look at the, his history, is that he hasn't been let go too much. You know, that was the big EPL thing that happened. But outside of that, he's always been, you know, invited to take over another team or politely decline to continue or has been told to politely step down, like what happened in Egypt and, and such. So, you know, his mindset might already be there, that he, he's out. And it could be just because it's his end of his career. 
and he's the kind of guy that is looking for the next uh the next thing and he's an east coast guy there's could be a red bull opportunity to rebuild that club which he did it before when he they were the metro stars so it looks to me and just by closing remarks because i know we're closing out but it looks to me that this is the closing chapter of an lafc story right the, the closing it, you know because all the players that you mentioned uh k leaving a twist some of the guys at the end of their contract it's also coinciding with this coach going away so it, you're right it, this could be the end of an era um i'm hopeful we can still turn it around and make a playoff run as a lower end team and again injuries right that's really the difference maker there can we make it as a seventh seed but you know as far as his service to the team i, I believe it's over you know it, it, it whether we're gonna leave him let him go this the next couple weeks it depends on how bad we would potentially lose to the galaxy <laughs> i'll be honest because there's no reason to make a change now if we already know that we're not going to make the playoffs i don't believe in oh i know you now you know you come in and you get some games a lot of the guys in the spaces believe that that's the way to go i don't believe that adds that much to it you can come in off season and know what you have but that's me but he needs to go and i believe if we want to be gentleman like about it so be at the end of the season yeah, uh, Alex, what are your thoughts uh, with the Bob Bradley situation? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, change that up a bit. Last time I was up here, you know, uh, Gio, like a couple months ago, right? It was me and LFC Live, and I asked him this question. I'll, I'll ask this to you uh, back in black. Like, I'm pretty sure you can agree with this statement. Maybe not. But for me, when I look at this team, I think this team's already peaked, right? You're not going to get anything else more than just the Western Conference Finals appearance. There was that 2019 season winning Supporter Shield and that was the peak of of, the, of this franchise, really. And I don't think they're ever going to go back to that with this core roster of Vela, Rossi, and, you know, whoever else is on that team, right? Would you agree with that statement that this team's already peaked? Yeah, I think we peaked. I definitely don't see us being able Because, first of all, the contracts will expire. Vela won't be back. Vela's not the same guy, right? The DPs will probably change. So, yeah, it's going to change. And a lot of the crop of 19 that was successful is already gone. Yeah. No, I look, I feel like I'm with Andy. I think it'll, a lot will come down to I hate to agree with a Galaxy fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, right. No, I mean, I mean, he, he brought up a fair comment. I think a lot. Look, I, I, I'm not going to look past Vancouver because I know that's the next game. But I, a lot will come down to the Galaxy. This is just my view. If they get embarrassed like SKC type of game at the bank, I think. There's I don't know how you you can continue after that. There's no way that you can get embarrassed by the LA Galaxy. The flip side, the other side too, is they could also come and get a win because El Traficos are, are classicals are unpredictable. unpredictable. It doesn't matter what form you're in yeah, when it comes it, to that game. It doesn't, doesn't matter doesn't at matter. all. We've seen what Galaxy did to LAFC last couple of years, right? So it does it doesn't matter. And that game to me, that game, uh, I may be crazy, but that game can change LAFC season. Or it could just end it. It, it. It's right that I think to me that game will define LAFC season. And I know there's still games left and everything like that. But if LA Galaxy beats you two out of the three times this year and what you're going through, like the life, I feel like will, will be sucked out uh, of the stadium. Yes, I know there's games and you'll still you'll still have um, you know you'll still have a chance to battle. But this team should not be battling for seventh place. This team should be battling for first, second, and third. That's what this team was built for, and that's the thing. And, and they shouldn't be scrapping uh, to get it to find a place in the playoff. It should be scrapping for a title. 
And I think that is that is the biggest difference. So I think it really comes down to uh, the Galaxy game and how that goes and how they win or lose or draw or whatever, because that 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 is a turning point one way or the other, at least for me, because of everything you there's no there, there comes a point that you can't say, OK, we need we need a little bit more time halfway through the season already, you know, and uh, the skills challenge and all this, you know, it's supposed to be a great time because Bob Bell is going to be coaching the all-star game. Uh, you know, the skills challenge, it's in LA, it's in Carlos Vela's home, you know, it's at, but it's not, it's not feeling that way being in eighth place right now. So I think, I think that to me, it will be, will the, will be the game determining factor, whether, I mean, whether they let them go after the season or whatever, Look, at the end of the day, Bob Bradley will find a job after if, if he doesn't continue with the LAFC. That, that's that's yeah, point and given. Any MLS team would want to have Bob Bradley if they don't already have a, a coach. Any team, uh, I can name uh, Houston Dynamo. Any any team, right? Uh, would be would glad to have his services. Um, but that's just the way I see it. Uh, let's get some final thoughts, Andy. Let's get some final thoughts here with, for the, for the LAFC. Do you, do you feel that that they will be able to turn it turn it around? I mean, I'm just going to say no, because that's what they're showing. Whether or not they could, I'm, uh, the possibility is definitely there. Uh, I've seen crazier things happen in MLS, the way that this league is set up, the way that the games are set up. And just because of what I've said all season, that the talent is there. Um, whether or not they could get it together is, is to be seen. But um, just looking at the, you know, obviously Chiqui Palacio's injury did not look well. Mm-hmm. Probably, I don't want to assume anything, but probably not going to see him again this season, the way that he yeah. came off that field. So... You're already looking at a, a position, a back line that was, you know, in dire need of death, and now you take another piece out of that. Um, and then even just thinking about Fall, Fall played so well in Atlanta, but do you go into a game against the Galaxy starting him? Like, I don't know if that pressure gets to you. Like, you know, it's, it's just so many dynamics of what LAFC is dealing with right now that just I, me as a, you know, as a neutral journalist as just covering the team and seeing them doesn't leave me fan, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> that they in any position to do that but you know like i said i've seen stranger things happen so um hey the galaxy and lfc play in october we could be talking about <laughs> a trafico with playoff implications for the team we could be we could see them in the playoffs the way the standings are if lfc sneaks in there galaxy stay up above, above you know the top three so the possibilities are there man it's gonna be it's gonna be uh for sure very interested to see what happens, but yeah, like we've all said, I think that this game coming up against the Galaxy will uh will tell us a lot. And shout out to Carly Lloyd, that's the reason I'm wearing this jersey today. Shout out to Carly Lloyd, man. There you go, respect, respect to the to the legend. I know she announced her retirement today. Um, back in black, final thoughts. How you are they going to turn things around or no? So I was, gr- I was crunching some numbers, and I can tell you that <laughs> we have a few games left. And the calculator's out. The calculator's out. Yeah, yeah. Let's check it out. No, I'm yeah. already calculating because it is not – we we are out of time. And you know, a couple more devastating losses where we shouldn't have not had a loss, it will be season over. We have two games against San Jose, which I predict one win, one tie, two games with Vancouver. We must win both. That's a must win on Wednesday. That's a more important game for us than the Galaxy game. We have two games against the Galaxy, which I predict is winning one. We have to win in order to, to make it. Two games against Portland, one against Atlanta we lost because it's a little updated. One against SKC, that should be a loss. Real Salt Lake, ATX, and then a couple others, right? So we need five wins at least to get to, you know anywhere. So I asked this question, where are these wins are going to come from, right? There's not a lot of easy games left if you're going to drop points for the easy game. So the solution is don't drop any more easy points and win a couple of big games. 
We'll see. So, I still hope so, so to your calculations, no pun intended, they have to win at least five games of what the 16, 15. I don't, I don't really have to win five games to have a chance. Tell it. I just, I can't see five wins. It's tough. That's 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 very interesting. I mean, with this talent, if I win, should not be that hard. Out of fifteen uh, games, right? Yeah, out of out of fifteen games, uh, like yeah. Uh, Alex, back in black. Uh, I mean, Alex, uh, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, I'll just say this to give some hope to some of the LAFC fans, right? I think from <laughs> if I'm correct, 2017, 2018, the Seattle Sounders were out of you know the playoffs midseason, right? They didn't look like a good team. And then once you know it, they went on a good run at the end of the season, squeezed into the playoffs, and once you know it, end up winning MLS Cup. Anything's possible in this league. You know, I, I still think they, they have a good enough talent on paper to really get it together. I, I just think it's a matter of uh, of time and just really the, the players kind of getting to know their roles a little bit better because this team is talented. You know, Vela is a top player. Rossi's a top player. As a Galaxy fan, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be here saying they're trash and stuff, you know. These are quality players. That's not what you said earlier. That's not what you were saying. I never said that. I never said that. I never said that. (laughs) Look, I know when a player is quality. I know when they're trash. Vela and Rossi are quality players, just not up to the par that we've seen our last couple of years. I do think there's a a good chance for them to squeeze into the playoffs, but we'll have to see what coaching adjustments are made and if players can get back to their form of previous years. Look, if, if Galaxy, I mean, if LAFC make the playoffs and somehow, you know, to you, to your Seattle Sounders uh, thing that they win the championship. I'm going to have to clip this and, and post this and be like, Look, you, 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 can blame, you can thank or blame Alex for, uh, Oh my gosh, you know. I'm better. <laughs> yeah. hey, let, no, me I'm add one, let me add one thing about this uh, Vancouver game. Cause back in black, it's a, it's a good point. It's a very important game for LAFC. This is Vancouver's first home game and Lord knows how long. So, if for, if for oh, things so not being easy, yeah, I mean Canada, it's lining up for another. Things not being easy for LAFC in the progression of the season. Oh, and it's on turf. It's on turf too. And it's on turf too. And it's, it's gonna be a vibe. It's gonna be a whole party home. in there. I'll tell you that much. Oh, that's and we right. and our egos are bruised. So you know, I, yeah. it's lining up for another loss. And and like I said, it's a must win because they're they're below us. And you know, we cannot lose for teams that are below us in the standings anymore. And and that's why I'm like, if we lose on Wednesday, oh boy, excuse me, this weekend, it's like, oh boy, it's it's game over. I mean, if we lose to the Galaxy, it's a good team. They're top of the of the league, and we get to play them again. That's that's expected. We're gonna split it, right? I want to win both, but this is a win. This is a must win against Vancouver. We should have won that game at home, and we dropped two points to them. And now those points are we're missing them. We're missing them. So, okay, so I got Vancouver. Obviously, they're in twelfth place, but LAFC, you're. Uh, I don't remember all the games covering both teams, but they lost to Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver yeah, earlier this season. I was, I was there. That was at in here at the bank. That was, was at home. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah, it was a tie. It was, it was so Vancouver's got like LA's back this season. It's a loss because we should have won. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. felt like a loss for sure. For sure. We tied Minnesota, which is now in fifth place. So you, you're starting to see some of the damage we've sort of done to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Where that team should, the fifth place should be us. We should be the fifth team because of the games we dropped. Yeah, no, that's crazy. 23 points, eighth place. And, yeah, look, and, like, what I brought up earlier, like, from, look, maybe, what, from fifth to eight, or from fifth, let's do from sixth to, uh, from sixth to 20, from ninth, even tenth with Dallas, you're you're just looking at one or two points, you know, yeah. right there where, where you're at. Um, and, like I said, we played San Jose twice, Dallas San once, Jose. Vancouver twice, 
Austin once, so Portland twice, Minnesota once, Los Angeles twice, Kansas once, and Seattle once. So you're playing the bottom way more, right? And that's what I'm saying. You got to find five wins here. To and everybody's going to be hungry to win too. Yeah, you should be able to. It's 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 not season loss, but you know if you look at us a month ago, we were fifth, right? And now we're mm-hmm. eighth. Where's the bottom? You know, we we don't know where the bottom is right now. And when we lost Chiqui Palacios and all the, you know, all the people there that were losing in the defensive side of the field and our offensive struggling, uh, <laughs> let's see what happens here. I'm going to crunch more numbers and tell you in a couple of weeks. And where this we, are. Thing, like, we really will know everything by the Galaxy game. This is the thing about the West too, because every team that's in that in that table besides Austin, I think LAFC should be scared of, because we saw Vancouver coming into Carson and play a tough game against the Galaxy and leave here with the point which should not be happening if you look at a team that's in 12 against a team that's at the top of the table. So the fact that people say, oh, it's Vancouver. Like, Vancouver is not an easy team to play against no, regardless of where they are. No joke. Houston is a good team. Dallas is shaky. But the only team in that West that I would say that right now doesn't have it going is the one that's currently at the bottom. So it's yeah. it's, it's going to be a fight every game regardless. Yeah, no, that's tough. Well, yeah, look, guys, uh, we've gone over, uh, so we're just going to wrap things up. Look, everybody, thank you. Thank you for everybody that commented uh, on the on the live chat on Facebook, uh, uh, Instagram, YouTube as well. Uh, for, for the guest, Andy, back in black, Celso, uh, Total Galaxy, Alex. Uh, that wraps up the show, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.